0: Fire? (laughs) No. Just trying to open a package of socks. Come on in. It's sleep or don't. It's time. It's time for sleep or don't. I am Mr. Vanilla Extract, your trusted number one ingredient for your pre-sleep routine. And I'm here to tell you, go brush your teeth and don't forget to floss. It's a good habit. While you're brushing and flossing, let me talk you through the rest of the routine. I hope you cut out the caffeine several hours ago. Six-hour half-life. That means half of the caffeine that you consume after six hours has been broken down by your body, which means half of it is left, which means do the math. You really, you really should be cutting it out by noon, but you don't need caffeine. Dim the lights, do it, start doing it a couple of hours before sleepy time. Is there one or two things? Let's start that sentence again. Are there one or two things that you need to accomplish tonight? Do them. Do them now. Or sit and listen to me for five more minutes. And then you get up and do them. But don't lay in your bed. Sit on a chair. Okay. Look. Look. You gotta recognize the wind down is real. Cut out the stressors. You shouldn't be working this late. You shouldn't be fretting this late. That time is over. You did good. Maybe you didn't do great, maybe you did do great, but you did good. Go brush and floss. That minty fresh toothpaste, it's a stimulant. Can't do that right before you're about to sleep. Why are you waiting so long anyway? You're not eating before bed. That's not going to make you sleep good. Okay. Now. It's time. You still brushing? Okay. I'll wait a second. Don't forget to get that, you know, upper right if you're right-handed. Upper left if you're left-handed. There's that curve around the, the teeth. can kind of be hard to get to. Okay, spit. Did you floss first? You floss it now. Regardless, while you're sitting there in front of the mirror, look yourself in the eye. What is it that is causing you fear, anxiety, sadness today? Let's call it out. On three. One. Two. Three. I've got a dirty spot on my left shoe my favorite left shoe and I've tried to clean it off and it's not cleaning off okay maybe there's something more serious than that work's getting me down today Uh, I'm a bit anxious I gotta be honest write that down really write it down take that paper and go put it under something heavy you got some barbells put it under there So it can't get away. It'll find you in the morning. But physically remove it. For now. We're not in denial. We're not... We're not doing escapism in the unhealthy way. We're doing escapism in the healthy way. And that is... We have to sleep. It's time. There's nothing we can do about it right now. And so... We won't worry about it. All right. Now go get in bed. I hope you have sheets or some jammies or a pillow or even a fuzzy blanket or something that brings you joy. That's a good way to get present. That's a good present to give someone to get them present. It just is. You just sit there and enjoy those cool sheets, swish those legs back and forth. Come on, that feels good. We're just here, right? We're just here. I like to do the tuck, tuck myself in up to my chin with the blanket and then stick my fingers out kind of like, you know, a Muppet would. maybe a little bit like Ernie wood from Sesame Street, Bert and Ernie Ernie. Just have your fingers out, just wiggle your fingers, you know, like you're playing the piano and look around. Look around your room, all satisfied. <laughs> I'm in the bed. I made it. It's going to be great tonight. We've got each other. We're happy to be here. And we are on vacation, just like a regular vacation. We're on a vacation. All right, I'm going to lead this off by telling you a quick story. This is one of my favorite all-time stories, and one of my kids reminded me about this story last night, and I just got a good chuckle out of it. So when my wife and I were first married, we had some good buddies that lived in the same triplex as us. It's not a conventional triplex. It's a Carlplex. Um, Carl was the landlord. But in the Carlplex, this couple, they had a new child who was, uh, I guess he was two. He was probably about two. Cute little kid. We'll codename him Q, Q for cute, and we had them over for dinner one night. We were sitting around in the living room, and of course, my wife and I did not have any any toys for little kids, and so... I did a lot of the entertaining. I love two-year-olds, so I did a lot of the entertaining with him. Uh, But there's a limit, and we got talking, and he got a little ignored. He wandered off into our kitchen. No, it wasn't our kitchen. See, the thing about Carl's triplex is it gets kind of confusing because... They moved into that place after we moved out. Okay, so I think they were in that place. (laughs) Regardless, (laughs) it was Unit 1 in the Carlplex. And we're sitting there having a nice time. He must have had toys because he was good and distracted. He wandered into the kitchen. And in this very well put together Carlplex, the bathroom... Was adjacent to the kitchen. And so you had to go through the kitchen, from the living room through the kitchen, to get into the bathroom. And Q wandered in to the kitchen and he opened the fridge, and I wasn't paying attention. And all of a sudden, my buddy, who has a very deep and manly voice, Except, well, it's not that deep, it's not that manly. We won't give you that much credit, but he's got a normal voice. But when he gets excited or, well, excited, his, his voice goes high. And all of a sudden, he screamed, Babe! He's got an egg! "Babe, he's got an egg." is what he said, and my wife and I looked at each other like, "What in the world? So he's got an egg." Well, my buddy jumps up and runs as fast as he can into the kitchen. We had just had hamburgers, and this stove was really hard to control his gas, uh, gas range and It was hard to control the temperature and the flame on there. And as had often happened with that apartment, the grease had splashed onto the linoleum, which was the original linoleum from 1952. Um, not, Not literally, but man, it was old. So my buddy was sprinting into the kitchen to stop his son who has got an egg and is headed for the bathroom. My, my pal goes skidding across the greasy linoleum, falls on his back, hops back up, runs into the bathroom just in time to see little Q. Lift up the lid of the toilet seat, throw the egg in, and flush it down. (laughs) (laughs) It's just uh, so funny to me. So, yeah, the the little boy, his favorite pastime was to steal eggs out of the fridge and flush them down the toilet. (laughs) And apparently they had lost a whole carton of eggs to this pastime and they were sick of it. Uh, You know, kids do the darndest things. Flushing an egg down the toilet, I mean, so great, so great. I don't know what, what possessed that boy to do that or how you get an egg flushing down the toilet kind of a habit. But there you have it. A habit. That, that makes me think of one thing. Uh, dinosaur eggs. So <laughs> I grew up, as I've mentioned, on the desert. And our desert is apparently fairly rich with I was gonna I was gonna try to Cenozoic Cretaceous <laughs> I don't know my eras. I should. Ugh, that's embarrassing. It was it was full of dinosaurs. The desert still is. Not not that full. Don't go out there. But We would find these round rocks, and people would say, oh, these are dinosaur eggs. So, I'm Googling to see if there is actually, like, here's a Segnosaurus nest, and there are five eggs. Okay, so they are real. Dinosaur eggs, at least as as far as science is concerned there are dinosaur eggs. Here's a fossilized dinosaur egg from the Gobi Desert, National Museum in Prague. Now, how in the world do they know it's a dinosaur egg? Because, and maybe I didn't see the real thing. Maybe what I saw was fool's egg. You know, like fool's gold. Iron pyrite, isn't that what it's called? Fool's gold? Well, this is... Rocky egg light, also known as fool's eggs. Okay, false eggs. Under Wikipedia, dinosaur egg. Calculi are egg-like objects formed in the stomachs of ruminants such as cattle, deer, elk, and goats. Calculus formation is a dense mechanism protecting the ruminant's stomach from damage. Hmm. Stomach stones. They range in size from 1 to 6 centimeters. Largest sizes exist. Rare, tiny dimples. Fossil egg expert Ken Carpenter has described stomach stones as the most egg-like natural objects, noting that they are the trickiest egg-like objects to correctly identify. Well, there you go. There is such a thing as fools eggs distinguished from okay calculi can be distinguished from real egg fossils because they, when they are broken open there's no yolk <laughs> no they show layers of calcium calcium phosphate and the foreign object at the core okay so the false eggs form because there are they form by the Ruminant creating calcium phosphate layers. Hydroxyapatite, I believe, is what we call calcium phosphate in the business. Anyway, and then in the middle is a foreign object because it's protecting the stomach from a foreign object. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Here's the structure of dinosaur eggs. Paleontologist's knowledge of the structure of dinosaur eggs is limited to the hard shell. Okay? (laughs) That's all we know. The innermost layer known as the mammillary layer or the cone layer is only found in theropod eggs. Okay? well, Let's just go to identification. I bet we could Find in page, ident, how do you identify, how do you identify dinosaur eggs because you never know when you you see an egg looking rock and you say, is this, is this a dinosaur egg? Genuine fossil eggs usually have an easily identifiable shell which offers, which differs significantly from the enclosed sediment either by having a fine surface ornamentation. The smoother the shell, the less likely it is to be a non-bird dinosaur egg. Okay, read that again. The smoother the shell, the less likely it is to be a non-bird dinosaur egg. Okay, so what they're saying is there's a shell. But that means you gotta crack it, right? And it, uh, apparently they're spherical to highly elongated. Alright, dinosaur friends. Let's go find some eggs tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Well, how do we know dinosaurs laid eggs? Asks Wikipedia. An expedition hundred years since we learned dinosaur lay, laid eggs. huh? We've only known for a hundred years. I wonder how... well, I don't know. Okay, an expedition to the Gobi Desert found the first eggs in a nest confirming that dinosaurs laid eggs. How did you know it was a dinosaur nest? They were. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I think we've come to the end of the dinosaur egg rabbit hole. Where can you find them? At your local grocer's refrigerator. I was going to say freezer. remind us where the Gobi Desert is, is that the one in, that's the Mongolian, Gobi Desert, desert in Asia, yeah, ooh, picture looks cool. You know that's something that's kind of interesting is, I mean, maybe you haven't been to a desert Maybe you haven't been to a dense hardwood forest. Maybe you haven't been to a beach. But you've been to one of those, right? Yeah, I don't think you can live anywhere and not not see something, right? <laughs> Everywhere there is something. And one of the things that I love the most about traveling is you go somewhere and you're like, these mountains are different. They're the same. It's just rocks and dirt, trees and some grass maybe, some bushes. but they're just slightly different. I love that. I love I love the different simra- similarities. The differences in the similarities, differences. Well, the Gobi Desert is pretty big. It's 500,000 square miles. How does that compare to anything, right? Do you sit and think about square miles? Okay, here's something that they're recommending. Yolian AM Ice Field. Yeah, it's an ice field. doesn't get much precipitation but it gets a lot of snow. All right. Let's just shift gears here. This is not a commercial for Adidas, but I have a question that has been sitting in the back of my head about Adidas for a while. So I'm, I'm Google searching, Google imaging Adidas shoes, so I have this pair of shoes that I bought three times in probably 15 years and they're almost, yeah there they are, they're almost identical all three times with slight variations. Now I think Adidas, with the three stripes, does a pretty good job of keeping their shoes pretty simple. But you've seen the shoes I'm talking about. I don't know why I keep buying them. I'm like, oh, those are my shoes. Maybe they're your shoes too. They just have the three blue stripes and gray, gray shoe, white sole laces place to put your foot in. Shoes. (laughs) So I have this thing with shoes that I, I make this mistake too often. My left foot is wider than my right foot and once in a while if I'm in a hurry I'll try on shoes and forget which foot is which it's important that I make sure that the left foot fits. The right foot will fit if the right if if the left foot fits I would rather have slightly loose on the right than over tight on the left and when I was in my early 20s I did a lot of walking I had this pair of shoes they were leather I really liked them I found out later that nobody else thought they were cool This the first time that's ever happened in my life and the only time I'm usually just right on the money with coolness but this is an interesting thing I didn't know that I, I at first it took me uh, it It took me way too long, like a month of hard hiking, walking around with these shoes to realize why my foot was hurting because I had a couple of pairs of shoes. I'm no dummy, you know two pairs of shoes, in case your shoes get lost or muddy and I'm walking around with these shoes and I've, I finally realized that, oh, it's the days that I wear, you know, my favorite shoes that my feet are killing me. I said, well, I can't wear these shoes anymore. And my buddy said, why don't you get them stretched? <laughs> well, in the city of Norshipping which is south of Stockholm. They've got several cobblers there. They're usually Middle Eastern. And sure enough, I went to the shoe cobbler and I said, hey, see this foot? It's fatter than this foot. And my feet are killing me. And He said, do you want a stretch of the shoes? That's my fake Italian accent because I can't do uh, a generic Middle Eastern accent. I can't do accents at all. He stretched them. And it took... (laughs) It's a process. It's it's not like he, he could just take them in the back room and come back with the shoes stretched. He had to put them under constant tension. He had this thing... You know how they have those... In fancy shoe stores where you're getting, like, dress shoes, they have those wooden things that you put in your shoe that help it keep its form, as if my shoes have trouble keeping their form. Well, it looked kind of like that, except it had these twisty points where if he twisted, it would expand. It would split in two, for example, and the shoe-shaped thing would split down the middle, and push my shoe sideways. And he did that. I know he did that because every day for two weeks, I would walk past the window of his cobbler facility, not a massive facility, and I would see my shoes in the window. Correction, I would see my left shoe in the window being stretched. And you know, they call it shoe torture. And sure enough, I'll be darned, if those shoes didn't fit perfectly after two weeks of stretching, I wondered, I wanted to ask him, do you go by with you have to go by with like a squirt bottle and wet the shoe every so often? How far can you stretch a shoe? What are the limits? Why does that stretching work? How do you keep it from tearing up the, you know, having the sole blow out the bottom or the laces rip apart? All these questions I should have asked him. I didn't. And I know I was going to talk about my gray and blue Adidas Um, because I keep meaning to Google and I have been Googling. Look, I'm a multitasker. I've been stalling a little bit, trying to find if there's like, they don't call it Mr. Vanilla's shoe because I checked. Here's my exact shoe. It's a men's essential Daily 3.0 So I wonder if I have owned the daily 2.0 Let's see Let's type in daily 2.0 Well They come in different colors When I get you you name something a 2.0 and a 3.0 but did they did they have the foresight to know that they should call it a 1.0 because there were a, there was a 2 and a 3 coming it doesn't look like it there's a daily 2.0 and a daily 3.0 there's adidas swift run 1.0 shoes if that's relevant. Oh, by now the bed has taken hold, isn't it? We're just going to lay here and play hard to get. Sleep will find us sangin' into some. It's the bed, not the sleep, that you can control. Sleep or don't, you made it to bed. You are on the vacation. Now, you may not have the most delicious cheesecake dessert that you were planning on having on that vacation, but you made it on the vacation. And, like I've always said, if you play hard to get in the right way, get everything in order, all your fares in order, sleep will find you.